Welcome back, beautiful souls, to our 19th episode of Spirituality with Kayun. Last week, I shared how there are different paths that we can take to reach self-realization. And that could mean experiencing everlasting peace, eternal happiness, or total self-fulfillment. I spoke about the path of love. And as many of you commented, it's not easy to love all, especially when there's so much conflict and tension between people these days. After all, yogis believe that we are in this age of darkness known as Kali Yuga, which is the age of hypocrisy and quarrel. So perhaps we can backtrack a little and start with serving others first. Today, we will continue with this other path called Karma Yoga, and this is the path of action and selfless service. Although I started talking about bhakti yoga, the path of love and devotion, great masters say that karma yoga is actually the prerequisite of all the other paths. In the beginning of my inward journey, I went to Dharmasala in India two years consecutively to attend spiritual discourse with His Holiness Dalai Lama for a few days each visit. It was an absolutely incredible and indescribable experience just to be in his presence. He was probably in his late 70s at that time, and even at that age, he's shown so much energy and light. One of the first lessons I've learned during my stay was karma yoga, which means performing prescribed duties selflessly. And when I say learn, I don't mean just hearing or reading about it, but actually applying it and putting the teachings into practice. During those days when we had a break between lectures, I would offer selfless service. Can you guess what work I was given? Cleaning toilets. I had to scrub down the toilets at the monastery. It was my first time cleaning toilets outside. Actually, it was my first time cleaning any toilets ever. For sure, it was an experience I'll never forget. I could tell some of my peers didn't exactly enjoy it much either. Luckily for me, each visit was only a few days. So I was able to perform the work without too much resistance. From His Holiness, Dalai Lama, I've learned to have compassion for all sentient beings. He says, if we want others to be happy, practice compassion. If we want to be happy, also practice compassion. As a yoga meditation teacher, I see students come into the practice with all sorts of issues. It could be physical, mental, or emotional. After attending these lectures, I started to understand more that everyone in this world is going through some kind of suffering. And the Buddhists believe that life itself is a suffering. So I've learned not to judge, to listen mindfully, and to develop compassion for all. Everyone is walking their own path. His Holiness taught that our purpose in this life is to help others, and if we can help them, at least don't hurt them. Just from his powerful aura, I started to, the best of my ability, treat everyone with care and loving kindness. Of course, there are good and bad days since we're all human, but I feel like it's a work in progress, and I'm definitely becoming more aware and mindful whenever I interact with others. Instead of reciprocating how bad someone treats me or hold grudges or try to get them back 
I've learned that I shouldn't treat others as bad as they are, but rather as good as I ought to be. And this, His Holiness, Dalai Lama says, is the first step to living a happy life. I believe this is what karma yoga is about, living a more fulfilling life through service. Karma means action, and karma yoga is doing the right thing without attachment to the outcome. Through this path of selfless service, one is able to let go of identifying with the ego. One is able to offer the fruits of action or results to the divine, and one is able to eventually achieve spiritual perfection again through action. Karma Yoga suggests that those who have a busy, outgoing, or community-based nature can connect to this path. Right? It is suggested for those who are more hands-on or have an active temperament. For me, Karma Yoga is also about accepting whatever comes as well as letting go of expectations. Great saints believe we shouldn't even expect a thank you or any kind of recognition in return. This is actually one of the main teachings in the Bhagavad Gita, which is a beautiful divine scripture that literally translates as the divine song. More than a decade ago, I moved into the ashram. An ashram is a spiritual hermitage where yogis live and practice. Some call it a yoga school or yoga monastery. People who work and live there volunteer their time and energy to serve. Around the ashram, there were photos of realized masters, inspirational quotes, and divine drawings. One that caught my attention was this quote. Serve, love, give, purify, meditate, realize. It is said that we can follow these steps to reach the final goal. Serving represents the starting point and it is the foundation of many spiritual traditions. Honestly, when I act, there's always that underlying question, how will this benefit me? What am I going to get out of this? That's what we've been taught our lives. There's got to be some kind of incentive. My mother would always tell me to wake up and not be so stupid. People don't do things for no reason in this world. And in some way, it is true. Even when I was serving at the ashram, of course, I wanted to offer what I can do to help. But at the same time, I also had the desire to experience ashram living and immerse myself in these ancient yogic teachings. Whenever I read the Gita, I am reminded that my work needs to be done to the best of my abilities without becoming attached to the results. Certainly, it's nice to feel that I'm the reason for, say, successful endeavor, especially if I've invested all my time and effort in it. However, each time I catch myself thinking in that way, I would immediately pop that inflated ego of mine. I've seen this in myself and others as well. That attachment to our action or the result leads to suffering especially when there are expectations. So this is another thing that I'm constantly working on, letting go of attachments and aversions or likes and dislikes with the work that has been given to me and as well as the work that has been taken away from me. I just have the right to perform my prescribed duty, but simply just do the work with a selfless attitude. During my time serving at the ashram, I had all types of karma yoga duties. 
cooking, cleaning, gardening, teaching yoga asanas, leading sasans or spiritual gatherings, assisting in teacher trainings, guiding through meditation, chanting, giving philosophy lectures, teaching yoga to kids, vacuuming, sweeping, doing laundry, grocery shopping, administrative tasks, social media work, front desk customer service, answering phone calls, replying messages. The list just goes on. My most memorable karma yoga duty at the ashram, which is also a task that seems to have my name written on it, was once again scrubbing toilets. This time around, however, it wasn't just for a few minutes each day during the course, but I was cleaning toilets all day. I remember there was a time where I was in charge of this wondrous task and only this task for over a month. Day and night, I would be scrubbing toilets. What else could I do but accept? Actually, there were moments where I did question myself, what am I doing here? I would think back and reminisce on how I was punching numbers while sitting at my very clean cubicle on East 42nd Street in New York City, or all dolled up for a girl's night out in my six-inch heels. And now, here I am, scrubbing the stains away from this toilet bowl, dressed in what looked like renunciation clothes, an extra-large plain white tee, and loose white trousers. Whenever someone asked me what my duty was at that time, I would subtly complain and share with them all I've been doing was cleaning toilets in hope that he or she could get me out of this and give me some cleaner work. Every few days, I would call my mom to report my safety, and she would obviously ask me what's going on, have I eaten, am I dressed warm enough, is it safe out there, etc., etc. And when I revealed to her what I was doing, she obviously couldn't accept it. She would always ask out of frustration, you quit your job to wash toilets? Why did you even need to go to grad school for this? Or something like, you don't even clean toilets at home. It was absolutely unbelievable for her. She immigrated to the West to raise her children in the city that never sleeps so that we would be able to live the American dream. Fast forward 20-ish years or so, it was shocking for her to learn that not only has her daughter gone back to the East, but to clean toilets out in the countryside where all the lights are off after 9 p.m. And then one day, one of my teachers, who I've been studying Vedanta, or yoga philosophy, with for quite a while, came along to chat with me. He told me it's actually one of the best tasks, and not everyone can do it. First, I thought he was ridiculing or joking with me, but he said that it's not about cleaning the dirty toilets. Rather, on a deeper level, we are contaminated, or at least I was, contaminated and this work was cleaning my ego until then i never realized how big of an ego i had if i wasn't doing this task somebody else would be doing it why was i thinking that i'm more superior than others one of the reasons why we wear uniforms at the ashram is because we let go of our identities from the material world ultimately we are taught this concept of oneness, that we are all the same. I came to understand that when I perform selfless service, I don't choose who I want to serve. I don't serve the ones I like, 
and turn away from the ones I don't like. I'm not choosing what tasks I want to do. I learned to accept whatever work that has been given to me and karma yoga reminds me to think of and serve others. The sick, the poor, the old. We can also serve our parents, our children, the great saints, Mother Earth, our community, or just humanity in general. This path helps us improve our compassion. We become fearless. We cultivate a calm mind. And we increase our self-awareness. And practice bearing insults and injuries. We learn to adopt, adjust, and accommodate to any situation. I remember the days while I was receiving guests at the ashram. There was a sign behind the desk that said, Guest is God. And even to this day, whenever I encounter issues with people, I would remind myself to see the divine in every face. Muhammad Gandhi, who was one of the greatest karma yogis, said the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. According to yogi teachings, we are all instruments of the divine. A true karma yogi leads a selfless life while doing good deeds and is someone whose mind and heart are kind, generous, compassionate, helpful, and pure. Ultimately, a karma yogi sees the divinity in all and serves all beings. When I pray, I would ask the divine to make me an instrument of peace so I can help others relieve suffering and bring more joy into their lives. I was taught that the highest work one can do is spread spiritual knowledge. As these lessons have benefited me and changed my life, I too hope to share more of my experiences and learning with more beautiful souls everywhere. Today's society is built on results and outcomes, so it is very difficult to let go and act without any expectations at all. However, we can start small. We can perform random acts of kindness and build on these small acts. We can find ways to offer care for elderly. We can help out at an animal shelter. We can visit orphanages or we can save the environment. A few times a year, I organize karma yoga, community events like a beach cleanup to give back and serve together. Now, even though volunteering is a form of karma yoga work, actually, the concept teaches us that all work we perform daily can become part of our spiritual path. It is the attitude to the action rather than the action itself that makes the work karma yoga. My teachers would always suggest mantra chanting while performing our duties to cleanse ourselves. After purification of the ego, we may see ourselves letting go more and more of the intentions and the expectations behind our actions. Ultimately, to karma yogis, the selfless work is seen as a way of serving and connecting with the divine. I'm going to end this episode with one of my favorite quotes by Mother Teresa, who as both a karma and a bhakti yogi served the world untiringly and selflessly with all her love throughout her entire life. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you're kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway.
if you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Bill anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give your best anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it is between you and your God. It was never between you and them anyway. Thank you all for listening. If you have any sharing, questions, or comments, I love to hear your thoughts. Find me on Instagram, kyun underscore. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'll be so grateful if you can give me a rating on Spotify. Have a great morning or evening wherever you are. The lights within me bow to the divine lights within you. Namaste, everyone.